0: The, the NFL stands for not for long.
1: Second down and goal from just inside the two. Backs offset. Sharga and Armstead. Rollout. Walker still running out. Looks to the left. Wide open. Thompson touchdown. Colin Thompson with the touchdown. There was nobody within 20
0: yards. Well, of it. A catch off the bobble. Colin Thompson scoops it up. A locking corner of the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. The first
1: NFL touch for Colin Thompson is a score.
0: What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Colin Thompson with Not For Long Media. I hope everyone is having a great day. This is the best time of year of sports. As you can tell, there's a lot of live sports that are going on with great. We had the players this weekend, all the college basketball tournaments. Shout out to Colin Gillespie, former guest and future guest of Not For Long Media. Tore it up in the Big East tournament. Amazing second half um, in the Big East Championship. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to James Gillespie, his brother, Widener, receiver, All-American, trial with the Eagles this week. Good luck to you, James. Great work, man. Congrats. Uh, Looking forward to seeing him and a lot of other people at the Maxwell Football Club Award this weekend in Atlantic City, Thursday and Friday. Uh, Jack for that event. But a side note, awesome time of year in sports. No doubt about it. That's not a hot take. We have March Madness on the horizon We have NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs on the horizon. We have golf, the players this weekend I mentioned. There's so much going on. And then add on the fact that what the NFL is doing and, and the chaos and the fun that's creating with these free agent signings. Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Quarterback movement across the league. It's an unbelievable thing. There's never an off season for the NFL. The Super Bowl was a month ago, a little bit over a month ago. And here we are. It's the headlines. Tom Brady pretty much shut down March Madness right in the middle of March Madness, which is arguably the biggest sporting event of the year. So interesting stuff. I digress. I cannot go any further without talking about our official sponsors, our friends over Wealth Advisory Services. If you don't know them, you should. Located in Dullestown, Bucks County, May, New Jersey, a personalized approach to managing their wealth, a hundred plus years of experience. They have it. They are it. When you're talking about handling your money, making plans, buying a house, I talk about on every week, how important it is to have Paul, Dave, Mike, Scott, and Karen, and the team over Wealth Advisory Services, organizing your wealth, putting it tangible. If you don't understand things, they're going to talk it through you. Lunch meeting, you're down the shore, consider it done. Up in Bucks County, consider it done. They have all the resources they need, you need, excuse me, to Have an organized approach to going about handling your wealth, especially in a time now where things are so volatile. The real estate market's high, the market volatile, but they know the right approach to take in these situations. And I can't thank them enough for me and my personal financial advisor, WealthAdvisoryservices.com. Check them out. 100 years of experience. Awesome news here at Not For Long Media. We're doing a men's basketball tournament, uh, bracket challenge, excuse me, for the NCAA tournament. It's going to be hard not to pick Villanova, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little biased. It was fun to watch them this weekend. Again, congrats to those cats and Colin Gillespie and the Gillespie family. Another awesome run that they're about to embark on. But I digress. Big news from Not For Long Media. We're doing a bracket for Men's March Madness. I am struggling today, folks. I am am struggling. I can't get the words out. Uh, We are doing a bracket for Men's March Madness. And you can check it out. It's going to be with Breaking Bats and Not For Long Media for charity. Our friends over at the original Fudge Kitchen and Not For Long have teamed up to donate $500 to the winner's charity of choice. So all you have to do for free is submit one bracket. That's it. How do you find it? ESPN, Men's Tournament Challenge. Type in Not For Long Media. It will come up. There's no password. There's no secrets. There's no nothing. If you win, we'll find you follow us on all our social media that's how we're going to be able to find you we'll follow you back shoot you a little dm and then we'll write the check to the charity of your choice $500 to the charity of your choice from our friends over at the original fudge kitchen i was talking to those guys today over there today they make the fudge and 48 hours to about 4 days period is when they make it and they sh- and it's going to be shipped and you right on your kitchen eating it sharing it for dessert sharing it with coffee sharing it whatever brunch It's the best. You can't beat the original Fudge Kitchen. FudgeKitchens.com, shipping fudge and fresh treats across the country. Across the country. So, again, Fudge Kitchen and not for long media, $500 to the charity of your choice. If you just fill out our bracket and you win. Good luck. Pick the perfect bracket. You're going to make a ton of money, too. Uh, I don't know if, if, uh, one of the billionaires now is going to be back and things like, but they always do, but the perfect bracket, you get like a billion dollars or a million dollars or whatever it is. So fill it out. It's free. Check it out. Just type in not for long. You can follow all our social media. We're going to give you all the information on there too. So men's tournament challenge. There's no better place to watch a tournament in key West Florida than shots and giggles. It's spring break. I don't know if you guys saw the shots and giggles Instagram the other day, the pallets of beer, all types of beer from IPAs to Bud Light, to land shark to whatever. They are bringing it in on pallets right out in front of shots and giggles. They have great TVs, awesome bar, the best bartenders in town. It's a little, it's locals. They always have food for big games and events, a great little wine room, a great little room in the back, clean restrooms, which is massive, absolutely massive. And you can pull up to the outside window. They're going to get you a drink to go. Key West, you can walk around with drinks. It's the best bar. The front porch is awesome. You get right at the corner of and there, and you get to see all the people walking behind Sloppy Joe's. It's just great people watching. It's a great event. It's, it's an awesome place. Shots and giggles. Check them out. They've been doing it for 10-plus years. Stephen Hanya. It's the NFC East Bar of Key West Florida. It's our favorite place to grab a drink down there and hang out. Check it out. Stephen Hanya. Tell them we sent you here at Not For Long Media. Let's talk a little bit about NFL free agency. Obviously, there's some things that I'm not going to talk about because I am a Carolina Panthers tight end. But one thing I'm going to do is wish our friend Asan Reddick-Temple teammate of mine, a stud from Temple, first round draft pick that went to the Arizona Cardinals. um, Ended up finishing really strong on the back end of his contract there. Signed a one-year deal with us in Carolina, and this year he just signed a three-year, $45 million contract, $30 million guaranteed at signing uh, per ESPN. I couldn't be more happy for for Hassan. Someone that came from Camden, New Jersey, walked on to Temple University, earned a scholarship. Mom took out a loan so he could eat with the team. Uh, at, at at training table, and look where Hassan now is with thirty million guaranteed, forty five million. I was talking on a, on the Mark Fergusetti show. I was on Mark show before this podcast, and I was just telling Mark about the amazing thing that Eagles fans are going to be getting from Hassan and everything. He's amazing on the field. He's a Pro Bowler on the field. Potential to be All Pro. He's a warrior. He's a leader. He sets the tone. But off the field, you're getting a great man, a great person, someone that's going to give back and has given back to the community of Camden, Philadelphia. Um, I'm just so happy for the city. I'm so happy for, you know, Philly fans as someone who grew up in the area because Hassan is going to be more than just a great player. Um, So congrats to Hassan, an amazing payday to a great guy. And I'm just, I'm just jacked for him. I'm jacked for Philly because they're going to get someone that's just a full all around person. Uh, there's so many other people to shout out. I, I'm lucky to play with some great guys over the years. And one of the guys I played was with Mr. Trubisky. really happy for Mitch to get his kind of second shot. He was the backup in Buffalo this year. Uh, he's him and his wife are expecting uh, he's living in the South Florida area now. And, and he's going to be able to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, as everybody knows, one of the, you know, top franchises in the NFL with the, with the Rooney family, Mitch is a great guy, a great player. And it's going to have a great, career in the nfl he already has you know made a pro bowl had some really good years in chicago before things kind of unraveled um, for you know for the team but a great guy i'm so happy for for mitch i'm so happy for hassan uh, both of those fan fan bases get two really good men not just really good players and and, and that's huge uh, It was really cool to see a guy like will disley an undrafted tight end, I believe, at a Washington, three-year deal, twenty-four million. So a lot of money being spread around. There's obviously a lot of movement in the league. You get to see a guy like Zach Ertz getting another crack at another huge deal with Arizona, it's a three-year deal there. So really, Jack for him. Uh, Jack for a guy like Teddy Ridgewater. He's going to get another shot in this league. I love playing with Teddy in Carolina. A- a great guy, leader, someone that I connected with, caught a touchdown pass from Teddy, which is something obviously I'll never forget, and and a great guy, great leader. Like I said, he's going to the Dolphins to be their backup. Uh, again, not all this is um this is all per ESPN, so things may change, but I think they're they're correct at this point of time. It's just not obviously free agency, and it's not. I don't think it starts until Wednesday. It's going to be interesting to see where a friend, Eddie Eddie Golden. Uh, ends up, Eddie played, we played against each other in high school, played together. He played for Friendship Academy or J.C. Carter, a former teammate of mine, a teammate of mine in Carolina. Hopefully he resigns back, um, you know, uh, played in high school at Friendship Academy. Eddie played for Friendship. And then uh, we beat him in Archbishop Wood at Central Bucks West High School with no time left. What an unbelievable, um, an unbelievable game that was. But I played with Eddie in Chicago, a great player on the market. So there's a ton of great players on the market. Obviously the Russell Wilson movement, Tom Brady movement, What's going on with Deshaun Watson? It's been craziness and awesome for the NFL and the league. And and just so happy to see guys get paid. They deserve it. A lot of really good men on and off the field. Shout out to Alex Angelone friend of the show, friend of mine from University of Florida. Uh, signs with uh re-signs again in Detroit. He's a Pennsylvania guy, lit it up at uh why uh, Missing uh High School, a stud there and an all-American in high school. So really Jack for all these guys getting paid. And I'm so fortunate for me to have agent that I can rely on in these periods of time because our friends over post our sports, that's them. They are 34 years in the NFL, allows them to talk to the clients based on an actual experience of negotiating table, representing some of the best players in the National Football League. We've negotiated hundreds of contracts, dozens with all 32 teams for every position on the field from quarterback to long snapper to every position in between. That's why Pro Bowl players, NFL draft picks, All-American, Heisman candidates, and team captains are a part of the ProStar family of clients. They represent coaches. They represent players in NIL, which is huge. They work with players through draft prep. The name, image, and likeness stuff is massive. Now you need representation in it. In my opinion, it is so, so, so important because legally, Paul, who's the legal counsel for ProStar, He handles it all. He's a lawyer. He handles it all. You need to be legally protected in these name, image, and likeness stuff. You don't want to be giving away anything you don't know about. You need the people over at ProStar Sports Agency to take care of you. You don't have a choice when it comes to the NIL stuff. You need to be represented by agents, especially for college athletes and the NFL marketing wise. There's no one better. Very lucky to work with people like those at ProStar Sports, Paul. John and Warren I'm going to transition to Tom Brady unbelievable announcement he comes out of retirement huge for the NFL you know people said that was clickbait I completely disagree uh it seems to me that they went on vacation probably and he came back from vacation and everyone else kids went off to school his wife went off to work and Tom's at home like man what am I doing I still got it I still love this game I'm still passionate could have been the MVP of the NFL this year that just shows you how good he is that's why he is the greatest of all time I think will always be the greatest of all time. I don't know anybody who's in deep into their 40s that can be arguably the best player in the league still in their 40s, not just a player that's good or a pro bowler or, you know, all pro. We're talking MVP of the league type situation that Tom Brady had his final year in Tampa Bay. So he's coming back. But we're going to pour a little bit out for my man who uh, bought Tom Brady's final touchdown ball for 518000 a couple of days uh, before Tom, or the day before Tom signs back with the Bucks, the Bucks receiver Mike Evans he caught the touchdown, 55 yarder against the Rams in the 20, 2022 NFC Divisional Round. So uh, their last game that they lost in a close one to the Rams, the Bucks came all the way back for that ball went for 518 thousand dollars one ball, which is really cool and probably a good investment until Tom decided to come back. So we're gonna pour a little bit out for him. He's going to need some gear, some swag over from our friends at Fuel Hunt to cheer, uh, to cheer him up. They have the best apparel. I love working out in it. Right now, I'm in the thickness, like I was talking about, of my training. I got the Fuel hat on right now. Fuel Hunt hat on right now. I love their apparel. It just fits right. It just is the best to work out in. I love it. It doesn't shrink in the wash. I love the material. It's It's a great quality T-shirt. They also have great workout apparel. I work out on all their different things. Plus, I just wear it around. Um, it's got great wearability. You can wear it all different things, all different occasions. And then, you know, you want to be hardcore and you can, you can buy, you know, all their different workout gear, their actual legit workout apparel from the compression shorts to the different types of socks. It's an elite company that I'm so lucky to work with. We are the few, family owned and operated. Archbishop Wood, Bucks County Boys, Fuel Hunt was founded with one mission, restored the dignity of hard work. We're building the world's largest, most diverse community of real people doing real hard work for real impact. We believe the best things in life are earned, not given. We live in an ever We live in an ever softening world. Isn't that the truth? A world where gratification is immediate, fair, is required. And worst of all, there's always some shortcuts to result. No shortcuts if you will hunt. No shortcuts in the all-season program, that's for sure um and it's been awesome wearing their stuff repping their stuff and and wearing it working out and wearing it around town whether we're going out to grab a bite to eat whether we're uh, going for a run a few wheel hunts the product for you local archbishop wood products so as i wrap up guys go on espn please please join share let's get as many people as possible here and and raise some money for a great cause five hundred dollars going to The charity of choice. If you go to ESPN, type in Not For Long Media. When you join the Bracket Challenge, find the Not For Long Bracket, join it. Spread the word. Email it to your friends. Email it to your family. The winner gets 500 bucks from our friends over at the original Fudge Kitchen. FudgeKitchens.com, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. There's nothing better. So we're going to send some fudge to the winner, too. Second, third place, you're going to get some stuff, too. Some fudge, some swag. So check it out. Guys, we have an unbelievable episode today. One of my favorite people in the football world, Mike Burton, the most dedicated. We talk a little bit about Hassan Reddick, dedication. Mike Burton's right up there with Hassan Reddick, the most dedicated athlete I've ever been with, ever played with, had the pleasure to play with and learn from. Mike Burton's a Jersey guy, Central Jersey guy, Central Jersey Shore guy. Went to Rutgers, walked on at Rutgers, pretty much had to beg his way onto the team. Ended up becoming a team captain on scholarship, obviously. Gets drafted at fullback. That's legit. That's when you know you're legit. Mike's the most humble, giving, nicest people, and a friend. I'm so lucky to play with Mike. He came in the league with Detroit. He went to – let's see if I can nail all these. He's moved a lot, a little bit like me, but a really good NFL career, unlike me. Um, Mike went to Detroit. Then Mike went to Chicago. Then Mike went to New Orleans, Kansas City, and now he's a free agent Kansas City Chief, we're going to call him a chief for the namesake of the podcast, but Mike Burton, Kansas City Chiefs fullback, had a great year this year in Kansas City rushing the ball as well as all the stuff he does on special teams. An absolute grinder, so relatable. He's our number one podcast in the NFL and 4L history, not for long history. He's just an absolute beast, a great guy, and I think you're really going to love this episode. It dives into so many different topics, not just football stuff, life, his family, weight, gaining weight, his nutrition, playing with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, so Appreciate our sponsors for all your support, especially our main sponsor, the official sponsor of Not For Long Media, Wealth Advisory Services. If you don't know them, you should. Located at Dullestown, Bucks County, K-May, New Jersey. Check them out. Thanks for your guys' support. Join the Bracket Challenge. Let's give some money away to the charity of your choice, 500 bucks from our friends at the Original Fudge Kitchen. I'm going to stand over to the Michael Burton podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Wow, we finally got him on, folks. The great Mike Burton. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Dude, appreciate you. Uh, full disclosure, Mike Burton is our number one listening podcast at Not For Long Media. Number one listen podcast. I think we had – it's two times more download than Christian McCaffrey, Adam Schefter, uh, Rear Admiral Spitting Chicklets. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're just, guy, you're just pumping me up. That can't possibly be true. The I'll take it. I'll take
0: it. The people's fullback folks. So I met Michael Burton. Uh, when I went to the practice squad to the Chicago bears, Zach Miller went down. I went for a tight end workout and uh, was, I was at literally ground zero with my career. Like, I think I'm done. I don't know if I'm going to be picked up again. Urgency I've been neck with the giants fast forward about 10 weeks later, I'm running at this, you know, Del DelVal college, uh, D3 school in Dulles, Pennsylvania. And then I'm about to get on the train and go r- work out at temple. And I got a call from Chicago bears after I just got the phone my wife, like in tears, like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get picked up. Like I, I can't be- do this whole run around, you know, and uh, boom, went to the bears and you know, the rest is history. We spent a year together and I got cut the day they traded for Khalil Mac and there's no harder worker, no more disciplined athlete than the great Mike Burton. I try to be disciplined. I'm not anywhere near the great Mike Burton. So it's a pleasure to have you on, man.
1: (laughs) Thanks for those kind words. I appreciate it. You're a legend. You're a legend. Yeah. yeah. So what
0: are you up to now, man? Where are you at?
1: So I'm in Maryland right now with my wife, my daughter who just turned one, um, wife's back at work in the off season. So I'm getting plenty of Daddy duty time, which has been absolutely amazing. I feel like I'm making up for some time that I, I might miss during the season and spending all my time at the facility, but, uh, started back training. So daddy daughter time and training is kind of what I'm up to right now. And it's a blessing.
0: I absolutely love it. That's great, man. I actually am on the Mike Burton, um, training. Sorry, Jeremy Scott, train coast of the Carolina Panthers. I am on the <laughs> Mike Burton program, uh, and my body is, is feeling good. I'm getting back moving again. Mike and I are just about the same phase of the lifting program here and, uh, you know, just getting the body back. Right. So what's the, what's the daddy daughter time? Like, man, like what a blessing that has been, obviously it's a huge change in your life. I'm Mm -hmm. on that road to the same sort of change for my wife and I as well, not right now, but down the road a little bit. What, what has that journey been from, you know, obviously, you, you guys are celebrating the pregnancy and then you're going to a season and then the mm-hmm. you know baby comes and you're not around and then you are around and the bi-week and all these different things. Talk about that process of being an athlete, especially as dedicated as you are and then balancing family.
1: Yeah. I think like you just hit it there. The balance aspect of it is, is extremely important. Um, you know, she just turned one and this was the first season I was out there with my wife and my daughter, um, and you'd think, ah, is it going to take time away from the facility, the studying, the training, and all those types of things, but it doesn't at all. In fact, it makes you better. It makes you a better person. Having them around made me a better person, which made me a better player, um, and I couldn't picture myself going anywhere without them and not spending the time I do with them. It Like I said, it's been absolutely amazing just watching her grow like I said she just turned one watching her grow over the course of this year uh she's getting to be a personality now and she looks like a toddler and it's just it's really special um and uh you know hopefully my wife and I were planning on having a few more, and um, it's just a real blessing, and uh, we're really excited about that. Does she look more like mom, dad, somewhere in the middle? So somewhere in the middle is what we've been getting from family members, um, and some, we we actually were at a uh, birthday party last weekend where we hadn't seen some people in a long time, and they were saying, yeah, it's kind of that middle, hard to tell, not really me, not really my wife, so kind of that, kind of both of us. So I love it. But I'll, I'll take it. So
0: I love it. You're in the Maryland area, right? That is correct. Yes, yeah, I love yeah. it. Ball outside of Baltimore. It's a great yeah, place. right outside of
1: Baltimore, like twenty five minutes outside the city. I have my sister, her husband, three kids, ten minutes down the road. I got my in laws, about fifteen minutes north. My parents actually just closed on a house down here, fifteen minutes away. My sister's in D.C. She went to Catholic University, and you know, so we got a bunch of family down here. My only, my brother, his wife, and three kids are up in uh, New York but uh, wow. it's only, you know, day trip. I can get up there and see him. So it's nice having family uh, super close.
0: That is awesome, man. There's yeah. that's, that's so special. It's just a great area. Cindy and I love yeah. it there. And, and yeah. we're actually planning to move there too. I haven't told you yet, but I'm not going to tell you it's it's in the works. I'm not saying where publicly, but it's really, it's in the work. yeah. What do we
1: talk to me a little bit about that? I mean, yes. Yeah, the yeah, we'll Big news.
0: Yeah. We're, we're interested in living in the Annapolis
1: area. That's a beautiful yeah. area. So my parents, they're in a town over from us, but, Their first spot they looked at was Annapolis. Absolutely beautiful. There's places right on the water that are just fantastic. It was just a little far from being from the grandkids and stuff, you know, 50 minutes or so. But, wow, for you two, that would be awesome. So they got
0: out of Dirty Jersey, huh, where I'm currently residing.
1: Yeah, they got out of Dirty Jersey. It's unfortunate. You know, I'm a Jersey guy, absolutely love Jersey. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll find my, my way back there one day. But uh, for right now, love having my family close, even though it's in, in Maryland and not Jersey.
0: Jersey guy, former walk on to Rutgers University, had lower level offers. Again, the previous episode, which I'm going to dig through and actually repost because when I redid this new version and Not For Long, I had to take all that stuff down and kind of rebrand the whole thing. So, I'm going to be spending some time this summer reposting some of our older podcasts that I've done well. Um, So Jersey guy walked on to Rutgers team captain drafted at fullback, ridiculous, unreal story and credit to you, but talk about the current Rutgers team. I know you played for Coachiano. Yeah. Can you talk about Coachiano for those that may not know him and then talk about where you think the program's heading now?
1: Yeah, look, I'm a huge Coachiano fan. Um, I think just the way he treats us, like men, treats it like a professional program. I think that's why you look at how many guys, A, are in the NFL from Rutgers and B, how long they play for. I think that's a complete direct correlation to how Coach Shanna runs the Rutgers program. Could not have been more excited to have him back when I found out that news. Um, I think There's a few, you know, he just needs to get his own recruiting classes in there, right? Guys he can recruit, the guy, the character that he wants. He's slowly building back that culture that he had when we were a top-tier program. Um, And it's not to say that we aren't right now, but to get back to where we were, just some time to get some – his own recruits in there, his coaches in there, build up the facilities to try to compare with these other Big Ten schools. And I think we're a year or two away from from being – excellent football team, winning a lot of games and playing for championships. Most importantly, really do believe that. I mean, if anybody's going to lead us back there, it's coach And that's the honest truth.
0: Yeah. It's exciting stuff for Rutgers. It's great for the state of New Jersey. It's great for Northeast football. There's not as many powers in the Northeast. Obviously we know Penn state, we know BC, we know Mm -hmm. Pitt, you know, Maryland, right. It's, 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 it's it's spotty temple when I was there was great, but you know, it's been a rough couple of years Mm -hmm. there, but I'm excited. Like you're saying, like, Coach Drayton, I was able to go around the program, see their workouts, talk to him, you know, look him in the eyes, shake the, shake his hand, get to know the staff, get to know the people. Because there's, it's, it's, you know, you hate to say the word, but Rutgers was in rebuild mode. Temple's mm-hmm. in rebuild mode. It's not reload mode at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the transfer portal, people blamed it on Temple's failures. But if the coaching is right and the team is winning, mm-hmm. no one's transferring. So, yeah. you know, it's I mean, I feel the same way about Temple. And Rutgers beat up on Temple this year pretty good, which yeah. You know, just being transparent, like I, I this is that's I was happy for Rutgers because I, I want to see them do well. Yeah, You know, I really do. Do you have any fond memories from your time there? Like, is there games that stand out? You're like that. This was an unbelievable experience. I know it's been some years now, but I'm sure there's a game or two that sticks out to you.
1: Yeah, there. In fact, actually, it was versus temple. We, we were losing to him all game and I wasn't ended- there yet. I wasn't I know. there. Yet. You weren't there. It was at our place, and it was right before the bye weeks. You know how it is. Like right before the bye week, you want to go into that bye week with the win. Um, you know, we were losing the tempo, tempo all game. We ended up coming back, beating them with like a few seconds left. Gary Nova hit Leontay Crew down the sideline for like a 50 yard bomb. Um, it was just an unbelievable game. The atmosphere is fantastic. And to go into the bye week on a high note like that uh, was great. And we actually ended up going on a winning streak after that. I think that that game kind of gave us some confidence, gave us some momentum. So that was a big game for us. Um, and a few other ones when I was younger, playing in some of the bowl games, New Era Pinstripe Bowl, you know, being from New Jersey, playing in. You know, playing in New York was pretty cool. We played Iowa State one year. We played Notre Dame the next year so. To play some pretty, you know, big schools, you know, in New York, in front of your hometown, have your, you know, family and friends be able to come to those games as a young guy playing in a bowl game well, it was a really cool experience as well.
0: A Gary Nova shout-out on Not For Long Media. I don't know if we – I thought we'd ever have that. I I – had no idea who, who this guy was, but he was ripping it up at Boston College Camp in 2009, maybe. And that was where I got my yeah. first offer, and he was there with, like, the, the whole Don Bosco prep, I believe. Yeah, Don Bosco prep, yep. And their That's whole right. team was there. I won, believe running it. Running a seven-on-seven drill, and they would, like, beat teams by 40, right? They're calling, yep. like, no huddle and stuff. And the guy was yeah. making them do up-downs and run gassers, and I was like, wait, what? Yep. And then little did I know, when I went to Archbishop Wood – and Mike Carey came in and Steve Devlin, we'd end up doing the same shit. So
1: Yeah, that's like Coach Toll for you. That was a coach head coach back then. And if you speak to any of those Bosco guys, Gary, Leonte, Darius Hamilton, um, who's a former five-star recruit. I remember you talk to Yeah, you talk to those guys. They say Toll was the best coach they've ever played for. Um, you know, it speaks volumes. They had guys who were going to Division One. Year after year after year, so yeah, definitely Gary Nova shout out. He had an excellent career at Rutgers.
0: Yeah, he did. He he, he had a great career and was yeah. you know pretty much probably recruited, a big Jersey guy. So yeah. you talked about playing in New York, though. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you what it was like playing in Yankee Stadium. You played in the new one, yeah, yeah, definitely the new yeah. one.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, played in the new one. I'll say this: the atmosphere was awesome. <laughs> the grass, the turf, the actual playing field—not so much because we had they had to lay it down, you know, because to cover the sand, it kind of got tore up a little bit, but. The atmosphere, the history of the stadium, the history of New York, um, having Jersey fans there, family and friends was really special, you know, and, um, you know, you can take all that in and not for nothing. It was always around Christmas, which I'm sure, you know, the city around the holiday seasons is just a fantastic atmosphere. So you have all that in, you know, add that on with your family uh, and playing in New York at Yankee Stadium. It was just a, a really great atmosphere. We'd always go out the week before have delicious food dinners and all that leading up to the game. So it was a really awesome
0: atmosphere. Were you treating yourself, Mike, to a little special dinner? That's college days. You were a little bit more reckless with your eating. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I wasn't going too crazy now, you know, but still eating good. But, you know, it's just better fruit up there. You know, the chicken just tastes a little bit better than it does to me grilling it on my stovetop at home. So. I'll say
0: this, man. When I was with the Giants, <laughs> you know, they have to be the top five teams in the NFL when it comes to food. Whew. I was a big old boy. Like yeah. those pictures of looking back to rookie, like I was thick yeah. now, you know, it was probably okay at the time for me, but I was eating good. And the other thing too, and we'll get into is the transition between college and pros yeah. where in college, you are running constantly, you are mm-hmm. lifting constantly. And then you get to the NFL and it's like, Hey, you got 30 minutes to get a lift in. We got to have a 15 minute run. Then you got to go to meetings. You're like, wait, yeah. what? Like, mm-hmm. so I was eating, like I was training in college and okay. training. Like we were current NFL players.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: That's a grind. That's yeah. a grind. That's That's been the hardest thing for me as a big eater. Um, yeah, right. Like just balancing the different mm-hmm. ways because you're training different outside the facility. Yeah. So let's let's transition. Let's go to Kansas City. You spent this last year in Kansas City. I remember when you signed, I was so excited for you. First thing I said with you is Super Bowl. You get to be a part of a Super Bowl team off the mm-hmm. jump. Everybody knows it. Talk about the organization. Talk about Andy Reid.
1: Uh, it's unbelievable. Coach Reed, um, the way he runs our organization, his leadership is, is some of the best, if not the best, I've been around. Um, he's calm, cool, and collective at all times. He demands respect. And every single person, whether you're Pat Mahomes at the top of the level or me who's towards the bottom, you respect Top of the level, top of when, the level. You know <laughs> – you respect him when he speaks, yeah. and that's just the way it is. And it um, doesn't matter who you are, and it just speaks volumes to his credibility and who he was and who he is. You know he's beloved everywhere. You know you you, you could probably you know t- talk to this a little bit when you go to Philly, right? Fans are fans are crazy. You know, always shouting, yelling at the opposing team. We walk in there, Coach Reed. They're clapping for him. You know what I'm saying? That's just the type of guy that he is, and the type of um, respect that he has. And, uh, you know, that's him as a person, unbelievable person too. guy you want to run through a wall for play for. Um, and that's not even to say how smart he is offensively, you know, his game planning, putting guys in position to be successful every single snap. I mean, I saw before I got to KC, you know, the success, Pat Tyreek and Kelsey and all these guys had, but man, their talents are off the charts. There's no doubt about it. Coach Reed. Um, you know, really the whole staff. But again, the whole staff was created by who? Coach Reed. That's Coach Reed bringing in Eric bien and all these great, amazing coaches, right? Um, but it's him just putting guys in, you know, places and, and situations that have success. And and that's really what he does best. And it, it was really special to be part of it and see this year for sure.
0: I met Coach Reed in the hallway of Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, when I was at University of Florida, maybe my second year medically disqualified, somewhere around that 2012, 2013 area. I think it was his last year there. Nick Foles was the quarterback of the Eagles at the time. The first stint, Nick Foles, quarterback of the Eagles, and Marty Morningweg, Skyler Morningweg's father, who was my roommate in college. His dad was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. I think it was like kind of their farewell, you know, party after a really great, you know, stint in Philly. I think it was a decade, and I had like five minutes. I had like two minutes with Coach Reed. All the Florida Gator football players that Skyler brought down, maybe four of us. And you would have thought I had a quality conversation for 30 minutes. He may have talked to us for 90 seconds. The way he looked us in the eyes, the way he shook our Mm. hands, the way he addressed us, I was so blown away and impressed. And it it was above and beyond what he even expected other than a handshake. They just won. I think it was a swan song situation, maybe the last game of the year, second to last game of the year, I forget. But regardless, what an unbelievable man. And what an unbelievable team you guys had this year. And, and we're a part of so many crazy games before we get to the bills game. Cause that's what everyone's going to talk about. I want to talk about the personnel there. Can you just talk about Mahomes and then transition to Kelsey? Cause I, if I'm a tight end, I don't ask about Kelsey. Yet. You know, I'm not doing my job.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I don't have enough good things to say about either of those guys. I mean, they are. They're top of the line at their position. They're top of the line people. Uh, They're top of the line teammates, leaders. I mean, when you walk into a room, Pat or Travis, you know, your attention is zoomed in right on them. When they speak, you follow them, right? What are they doing at practice? What are they doing in the building? You know, what are they doing outside the building? Like all those things that just make them such great pros, you know, you want to be, you know, you're locked in on that, right. Um, You know, two hall of famers, you know, two guys that, uh, are just at the top of the line in this league right now, just doing amazing things. And week after week, I think the consistency that they bring uh, is invaluable and, and and guys feed off that, you know, they make everybody around them better. Um, Their standard and expectation is, is off the charts and it forces you as players around that who aren't as skilled to raise your level. Right. So to take, to, make sure you're doing everything you possibly can to succeed, right? Extra lifts, extra running, extra film study, um, practicing 100, 110% of practice, all those things, just to try to reach and match their level of play, right? That's how good they are. And that's how they make everybody in the organization around them because their standard is so high. And they always meet that standard because of how good of players they are. Um, you know, and uh, it was just amazing to, be part of that and watch them, and kind of learn from them, and just try to add things to my repertoire to, to be a better pro and a better player. So it was definitely a blessing um, having spent this past year with those guys.
0: Yeah, an unbelievable, uh, you know, team locker mm-hmm. room. It's fun to watch, obviously. Yeah. You, you're holding on to you know the fast jet that's moving, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys start the year a little down, and then you just, boom, you rock it up, which everybody expected, and here we go. We're in the playoffs. We're a couple games away from the Super Bowl, arguably one of the best games of all time. Bills, Chiefs, two great rosters, two great teams led by two successful head coaches, two quarterbacks that everybody knows, a lot of really great storylines in that game, and – there's 13 seconds left. Kansas City goes down and wins the game, uh, ties it up, excuse me, and then goes down in overtime and then and wins the game. The controversy around the overtime, all these different things. Can you just take me through some thoughts from the beginning of the game to the end of the game? Like what was going through your head? Because you're such a dialed in in the moment guy. You're playing on all the special teams. You're running through the end zone like a nut job on every kickoff, even though it's kicked out of the back of the end zone. And you're still and you're, you're getting beat a little bit. I'll be honest with you, but. That, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Take um, me
0: through take me through the you know the beginning. No, look, I don't want to just ask about the the end. It's not that's not the story. It's the whole game.
1: Yeah, the whole game. And it's it's just like what you said. We knew what was at stake. Um you know, two great teams battling out, two great head coaches, two great quarterbacks, two great rosters. Everything you said, we knew was at stake. Um that was as close to a Super Bowl type of um atmosphere as you're going to get besides the actual Super Bowl. So we knew that we had to um you know, give it our best shot. And we needed to weather the storm and the adversity because, you know, in games like that, any game, you know, specifically football, it doesn't matter who you're playing. There's always going to be those ups and downs, right? But you fall back on your training and to go to those plays at the end of the game, those end of the game plays, those are plays that we talk about and we go over every single week dating back to OTAs. So I'm going to be honest with you. 13 seconds left. We had the ball in our hand there was really never a doubt in my mind that we weren't going to be able to get into field goal range just because I knew that all 11 guys on that field knew exactly what we were going to do and how we were going to do it and how we were going to execute it. And there was never any concern. There was never any um, guys worrying about, "Oh, like, what are we going to do? None of that. It was um, everyone was locked and loaded. Like, here we go. We've practiced this. We have ran through this. We've rep this. Let's go. And that's exactly what happened. And then that last play to Kelsey, that was a little bit of improv. But, again, that that happens because of the reps and the experience that those two have together um, because of the way they practice together. Even since OTA Springs, they're running full-speed reps like it's a game, dating all the way back to the spring. So think about all those live reps, A, that they had over the years. But just since I was there, just watching I'm like, these guys are going to connect. That's just the, what they have. Um, You know what I'm saying? So I never really had a doubt and I don't think anybody on the sideline did either. You didn't really see anyone kind of freaking out um, just because like you said, like I said, you fall back on the level of your training and we rep that and we were well equipped for those situations. And that speaks volumes to coach Reed, coach Bianami, and our offensive coaches on that staff to have us prepared in that moment. And that's what we were.
0: Unbelievable moment. It was, and there's 13 seconds left. Mike Burton's getting ready to jump in the huddle, looking jacked with the big four or five on, you know, good game day swagger too, as always, even though he says it doesn't matter to him, but he looks good on game day, which is massive. And then he gets in the special teams huddle and there's 13 seconds left. He's going on kickoff return. He's playing the off returner probably yeah. back there. So you're yeah. standing on the 20, 15 to 20 yard line. And your special teams coach is telling you what? They're probably going to squib this. They may kick it out the back. If you get it, get as much yards as you can and then go down. What's the conversation there as you're running out on the field?
1: Yeah, we, we had a good idea. They had been kicking it through the back of the end zone all game. So we had prep for that. Um, we thought that was what, what was going to happen. But if okay. it happened where it got kicked to us, you know, catch, get as many yards as you can and get down. You know, don't, don't waste it. This- Waste as little as clock as possible. Just give give ourselves an offense a chance. Um, but they ended up putting it through the back of the end zone. gave our gave our offense a chance on the twenty five, and the rest is history.
0: So yeah, I would be out there like, oh geez, he's going to scoop the ball right at me. Here we go. Yeah, you got to you get you, you just snap in, scoop it up, and get what you can for sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a Hero. I'm not getting touched. I'll be honest with you. I'm going right down. There's no way I have a chance of fumbling the football.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, exactly.
0: So let's transition to now, man. You're uh you're a free agent. Mm-hmm. You're on the market. You're going through your normal training process. Can you take us in? I know you don't want to divulge too much on it, but take us into what it's like, you know, being a free agent. This is what year eight for you? Yeah, year eight.
1: Yeah, you're going into year eight. Yeah, look. um, and, and, and this is my honest opinion, and I'm not saying this just because I don't want to get too much into detail about it. But yeah, you're fine. Really, I just try to control what I can control. I really do. I mean, look, your film is your resume. Right. That's who you are in this league. That, that, that's you can say everything. You can say this, say that. But the, the bottom line is when the tape gets turned on, that's who you are in this league. So that's my previous seven years. That's what's on tape. So teams are going to take it. That is what they may. Um, you know, so I, right now my job is to find a way to get better every single day, find a way to be a better player um, and control what I can control. And that's now getting back in the gym that's working on strength, speed, uh, change the direction, you know, all those things learn from my mistakes that I made last year. You know, I took things from my exit meetings that I need to improve on, make sure I'm working on those so I can become a better player. Um, you know, get my body right, make sure I'm staying healthy. So, you know, I allow, you know, I have an agent and, and representatives for a reason, allow them to control the kind of the business side of it and allow myself to handle and, and control what I can. And that's just my physical and mental. And, um, you know, I, I have faith and believe that I'll be landing the best you know spot possible. And and that's really all you can do. So yeah,
0: you've been through this grind before you mm-hmm. uh, understand the process. You're eight, man, as a fullback in the NFL, mm-hmm. talk about some of those touches you had this year, you had a touchdown run, you had yeah. a little, uh, you know, you think you were what eight for eight or nine for nine on fourth, on third and one or fourth and short.
1: Yeah. Again, that, like I've mentioned before, um, you know that that's attributed to Coach Reed. You know Coach Hecker, offensive line coach. Coach Bienaimé, offensive coordinator. You know our coaches did a great job again of putting us in positions to be successful, and they did that with me. You know they were able to scheme up. While it might have been the same run, they schemed up the formation. They schemed up the motions. They were giving you know off ba- you know unbalanced looks. They were giving the defense different looks each time to not be able to key in, you know, on the play. So that's them you know, putting me in a position to be successful and my, and then me executing it, right? So, and our offensive line cannot speak highly enough. I mean, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Lucas Niang, Mike Rammers. I mean, our offensive line, Travis, Blake, Noah, our blockers, uh, the receivers, all of them, they did an unbelievable job blocking on those short yardage situations, like just blowing dudes off the ball, rolling dudes out. So a lot of times I could go there untouched, you know, so while people say, oh, I converted, you know, our offense of line and our coaches scheming those plays up did an unbelievable job.
0: It's the number one team game in the world. And that's what makes yeah. it so special when things Absolutely. go well, it is an unbelievable feeling. And then the mm-hmm. consistency of going well is a whole other level feeling. And then the consistency for years and almost a decade that you're going into your career, mm-hmm. it's a testament to you, the sacrifice before we go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, can Mike Burton take us through a day in his meal Preparation, maybe off season or when you're in Kansas City, like take us through like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between. If you have some yeah, time,
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so off season right now, um, I'm up. I, uh, I used to actually do a little fasting before I'd work out, uh, just do water and coffee, kind of switch that up. Now I'm, I'm doing a protein shake and a banana uh, early, get up around five, 530, protein shake, banana, eat that, get to the gym by like 630 ish workout, uh, forever, how long that takes, depending on what the day is, lower body, upper body, cardio day, work capacity day, active recovery day, whatever, whatever that is, come back, eat. Um, I'll go eggs, veggies in my eggs, you know, spinach, kale, peppers, kind of rotate those. Um, I use ghee or olive oil as the, um kind of a sauce to uh the non-stick stuff and I'd go oatmeal um as my car I go blueberries, chia seeds, flax seeds, uh a little bit of granola in there as well, uh peanut butter, almond butter, kind of rotate those. That'll kind of be my breakfast. Um and then I typically do a lunch then like an early dinner ish and then a dinner. So I actually just try to eat like four main meals a day and try to limit my actually limit my snacking between. I, I don't do that as much anymore as I used to um, just give my digestive system a little bit of a break. So lunch, my kind of my late, my, my lunch and my later lunch, of my dinner, just kind of be a rotation of, you know, lean protein that, you know, a clean carb and a vegetable. So ground Turkey, chicken, lean beef, a lot of fish, um, sweet potatoes, rice, lentils, beans, um, you know, any type of ve- you know, veggies, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels, salads, those types of things. So just try to, you know, eat clean, you know, meaning less ingredients, you know, um, things that you can pick or pull, right? So a lot of a lot of veggies, um, you know, things like that and a lot, just no a lot pasta. of lean protein.
0: No pasta. Uh,
1: I can't, I do maybe brown rice pasta or lentil pasta, you know, stuff like that. Just just had that same pasta feel, but maybe a little bit different ingredients, things like that. Um, That's my favorite so in like, the
0: world, man. I can't, it kills me. It kills me. <laughs> I
1: know. I try to always just, you know, I, I like to try some, you know, new things. And plus, I as I go into new teams, you know, you, you hear guys talk about what they eat. Um, you know, you try to add that to, you try to pick things up here and there. I, I don't think there's a best way to do it. I think a lot of it depends on, you know, who you are and, and how you react to things. You know, I think, yeah, you know, I, I would like to say, uh, low inflammation foods, I think are important for me to help me recover as I kind of get older in my career. So just staying away from foods that I know are going to inflame me up. I, I try to stay away from, and, you know, and then I just try to eat things that make me feel good, give me energy and, and those types of things. Um, but yeah, it, it, it can be different for everybody. huge yeah, the low information stuff is huge for me. Um, You know, and I think that's just allows me to recover, you know, for the next workout the next day, you know, so I can go as hard, but uh, I don't think there's, you know, one answer for everybody. I think it depends kind of what you like and what you're trying to do. You're trying to gain weight, lose weight, maintain those types of things. So it can get a little bit more in depth and just eat this, this, and this. Um, But uh, that's typically right now kind of how I'm eating right now. And I do nuts and and um you know some almond yogurt or cashew yogurt and stuff for like a snack, still a little maybe some raspberries, blueberries in there and stuff like that as a snack if I'm gonna gonna eat. How much water
0: are you drinking per day?
1: Oh, I try to leave drink half my body weight in ounces, so about 240, 245. So half that, about you know, one 120, I guess, right? Would be 240. So Try to try to drink that in uh, in water or just fluid in general. Fluid, you know, yeah. electrolyte packets, protein shakes, th- those kind of things. So,
0: just last question uh, for me before we wrap things up. Again, talking to the great Mike Burton, NFL fullback, eight years, walked on, folks. For those at home, I've been trying to tell players that can do it, walk on to a big school. It will change your life, whether you play there or not. Uh, walk on, team captain, drafted as an NFL fullback, but in the meantime, he went to the NFL Combine. Can you touch on some of the, because we all see the fun parts of the combine, the 40, the bench, all that great stuff. It looks cool and all, but can you touch on the grind of what the NFL combine is?
1: Yeah, the biggest grind of the NFL combine was, is a lack of sleep and lack of rest. Um, While it's a short period of time in terms of only a couple of days that you're there, you are always firing and you are completely on at all times. There isn't any downtime when you're sleeping, it, it, unless you're sleeping. But even then, it's, you're going to bed. You could be going to bed at midnight, one o'clock. Then you're right up at five o'clock for a drug test. And then from the drug test, you're going to testing, not just physical testing. You're doing mental testing. Then it's to um, speaking with coaches that, you know, then it's maybe, then maybe you do have a break for lunch, but then it's, you know. Then you go to physical testing and then back to more mental testing and then meeting with coaches again. And it's just like medicals are thrown in there. It's just like every single second of the day you have something. There's not a lot of downtime, which is great. You know, meeting with teams and and getting your name out there and having conversations is great. But when it comes to the physical testing, because at least when I was there, the setup, that was on the back end. So you could be going, you, you could have been there two, three days. You haven't done any physical testing yet. But your lack of sleep, like you're getting minimal sleep each night. Um, you know, having conversations, it can be stressful out there. So, touch your nervous system, you're just kind of fried a little bit when you get to the, the physical side of it. So, that's why any downtime, making sure you're stretching, you're hydrating, you're moving around. So, you don't just go three days without doing anything and then boom, they want you to go run a 40 or bench and, and you're prone to injury, right? So, my advice to guys is to make sure you're moving and, and, and staying on top of like your training as much as you can. Before you have to uh to go test. But uh it was a great experience for sure. Um, it was definitely a lot eye-opening, kind of what I'm getting myself into, but um, it was definitely a grind for sure.
0: Awesome. I love it. Mike Burton, appreciate you coming on, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. Come back in from the
1: cold. You're playing the game, but the your soul. You're moving too fast, now you're out of control.